Let me ask you, are you someone with hair? Well, if you answered yes to that question, do I have the product for you? Visit ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off because the goal with Modern Mammals is to try and keep your hair and head natural. Since I've been using it, that's exactly what I've experienced. I very much prefer it. I don't know if I'm ever going to switch back. Probably not, to tell you the truth. And this means that it doesn't distort your pH balance and natural oils like shampoo would. Unlike shampoo, the products don't have a harsh detergent that suds up and dries out your head and hair. It's just lighter than traditional shampoo. And unlike conditioners, it doesn't leave hair limp and frizzy. Like, you don't want that Seinfeld in the shower like Rory McIlroy had it once too, where it's just like a, a mop on your head. You don't want that. And if you use modern mammals, that's not going to happen. It's designed to make your hair feel thicker. And my hair at the moment feels so thick, you can't even pull it out. Plus, the products are easy to rinse out, so there's no leftover residue to weigh hair down. So, Go to ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code MAYO. Don't forget to use my promo code MAYO so they know I sent you. More details in the description. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, week five, Sunday, live, injuries, rankings, apparently there's some news I've heard about, I don't know, we'll get to that, Brad Evans will join me momentarily to be on the line to break down all of the pressing issues for week five, and then around 10.35 a.m. Eastern Time, 35 minutes from now, is when we will get into the question and answer Period. So if you're leaving your questions in there now, not going to answer them. When I call for the questions, that's when I'm going to answer them. And there will be rules, and you're better off just being like this guy or this guy. We can fly through those. We got to 600 last week, and I'm guessing with some of the news that we had uh, so far this morning that there's going to be plenty of questions to get to in time. But hopefully, we can clear a lot of that up for you. If you hit the description of this video right now, you can find all of my rankings. They are updated. So there is no New England players, there are no Broncos players in the rankings anymore, and I've severely downgraded Titans and Bills players because I just don't think that game's going to happen. Right now, it's still on for Tuesday evening, but uh, wouldn't hold my breath on that one. Frankly, if it's Derrick Henry, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, those three guys are the only ones you should really be concerned about. If it's anyone else, because, I mean, A.J. Brown's dealing with this bone bruise, he may or may not play anyway, just play fucking someone else. Uh, Just Clear your mind of any of this hassle. With those three guys, those are studs. So you really have to make a concrete decision. Do you have a better replacement? Are you willing to eat that zero? That's how you approach that game. But it's only those three guys. Like, even Jonu. I like Jonu. Jonu's fine. You can find someone to pick up to play at tight end. It's tight end. If you luck into a touchdown, then all of a sudden they've outscored Jonu. Not that big of a deal anyway. So... 
just keep that in mind going forward. And like I said, the Patriots and Broncos game has been shifted to week six. Those guys are no longer playing on Monday evening. That's an easy one. Take him out of your lineup. Nailed that one. Joining me on the line right now, he is there. I think he's there at least. Brad Evans, what's going on, my man? Oh, my God, my head is spinning. Our pets' heads are falling off. This is wild. This is crazy. These are the unprecedented COVID times that we are dealing with, Mr. Mayo. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Brad is doing his Bring the Noise. Ask him anything at noon Eastern time on FTNFantasy.com. So if you miss out on your question here, just go over to FTNFantasy.com and get Brad's advice on everything. Plus, we both have our rankings up. Those generally do tell the story about who we would start over someone else. Those numbers next to the players' names, that's an order, Brad. This, this, these aren't memento-style <laughs> rankings. It's not like 35, 4, 72, 3. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. It's like sequential, 1 through 100. It's easy stuff. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I've been trying to go through all of my ranks and reorder some stuff and all of the – I'm in 14 leagues, Mayo, so that I've been full, full stop right now, unless you have an intern, just play like three leagues next year. It's a fucking hassle. Well, it's like I'm having to pick up defenses like because I had New England everywhere, and I have so many players connected. And, like, what do you do with Titans and Bills? You know, do you roll the dice on that game knowing that a coach tested positive today, knowing that game is very much in flux and is in jeopardy of being outright canceled? The NFL has got a real problem on its hands here, and I'm curious how they're going to address this moving forward. Are they going to tack on a week 18? Are they just going to install a bye week for everybody, you know, sometime soon to get their shit in order because that's what they need to do right now is you know go to each team and say all right we're gonna put this by weekend your job is to be compliant with our COVID policies if we come back and you have players that are testing positive if you have people that are violating uh through contact tracing and everything else that we can determine there is going to be harsh punishments taking away draft picks millions of dollars in fines the nfl's got to intervene here and really laid down the law, and I think we're going to see that here sooner rather than later. Yeah, I am actually doing my regular Monday show. I'm going to be recording that Sunday evening, the recap show with Chris Meany. You can find that up on Mayo Media Network, which everyone should subscribe to, by the way. Even if you fucking hate my guts, please go subscribe. That would be very nice. (laughs) Uh, Also, download the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. We're going to try to get that out during the Sunday night game because, I mean, why am I waiting for one game to occur when I could have content out 12 hours earlier, Brad? This is what I'm thinking. So Meany and I are going to be breaking down uh, the entire slate, the injuries, some early waiver wire pickups. Then I'll do a separate waiver wire like exclusive video on Monday. I think that might become the new routine because, Brad, if you didn't know, I'm back in lockdown where we are. Uh, we yeah, are- you, you text me. You said there were like the, what three major cities in Canada that have shut down for 28 days. Yes. So I'm, what else are you going to do? Yeah, well, I Except moved. shows. Hey, listen, I, I usually go to a certain spot to watch all the games. I can no longer do that. So we've rigged up the studio so we can watch all the games at once. I moved my workout bench into the office. I'm just going to be here all day anyway. Might as well do the Sunday show. But I, I really want to get to some of these pressing things. Uh, defenses, yeah. you said. New England's going to be a very popular one. Did you? I don't know if you heard me at the very beginning, but as it pertains to that Titans-Bills game, I said the only three guys that I would actually wait for if I didn't have better options would be Diggs, would be Allen, and would be Derrick Henry. And I could even say, don't even play Josh Allen. You can pick up Teddy Bridgewater. You can pick up Minshew. There are guys available on the waiver wire who are close enough that it's not worth the risk. Yeah, I think that's uh, of sound advice right there that you offer to the masses. And I I would follow with that. I mean, 
obviously, I think first and foremost, your commissioner hopefully isn't a fascist, right? And isn't ruling with an iron fist and is allowing contingency plans. No, um, no, I, I go the other way. Really? Yeah. Well, because well, you are a fascist, so that does make a lot of that sense. Is but- not, yeah, <laughs> that is not true. I Listen, I'm wearing far too colorful of outfits to be a fascist, please. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you need no more neutral tones. Yeah, that's true. That, that would not fit the, the outward persona of one Mr. Pat Mayo. Uh, look, I, I understand, uh, you know, there are some people that are just like, hey, let's roll with the punches here. I, I am compassionate as a commissioner, and I have told all my leagues, look, if you want a contingency plan to put in place uh, for this Tuesday game, you can do so. Just post the player you want on the message board. Uh, you know, that is tied to that game. And, and of course, in the backup plan that could be tied to tonight's game or maybe the or today's games and maybe tomorrow night's game. But, yeah, you're right. It, it's just those three players for me. Everybody else, if you're a John Brown person, you know, if, if you've got, uh, you know, A.J. Brown in that game, uh, you know, he's coming off a, a bone bruise in his knees. So there was no guarantee that he was even going to play. We know that Corey Davis is out. He's on the COVID list. You know, John U. Smith is somebody who I do like and admire, but you know, you could go out there and try to pick up uh, a tight end and throw them into your lineup and, and hope and pray that they find the end zone. But yeah, you got to come up with contingency plan B's, those plans uh, for the three players that you mentioned, Josh Allen, uh, and Derrick Henry first and foremost, along with Stephon Diggs. All right, so the injuries I'm really keeping an eye on right now as it pertains to week five, and then we'll jump into who we can actually get at replacements for each of these positions if you're looking. I like that you admire Johnny Smith. I didn't realize he was such a good guy. Uh, well, look, it's only because my colleague Brandon Funston on the Serious X and Fantasy show is head over heels in love with him, and every time Johnny Smith is mentioned on the show – uh, there are there's careless whisper that plays in the background, the Wham classic. Uh, so that's that's how deep his love is right now for John. Uh, it must be nice on serious. I can't even play the Tim Andercast song anymore due to copyright violation. If you're serious, oh, you can just do whatever weak. you want. I know. That's, yeah, we're satellite. Nobody gives a crap. Well, that's the thing. If people still want to hear the Tim Andercast theme song, you have to listen to the audio version of the show. It's all, it's all go on the audio version of the podcast. Right. For the YouTube's not feeling it so much. So the, here are the ones that I'm talking about. Also, I, I I haven't built DraftKings lineups yet. I haven't played any props yet. I actually just tweeted out that uh, give Ooh. me your favorite props. That's up on Twitter. So I'm going to scan through those after the fact. Might just have yeah. to steal them. We're going to get to your fast five or six or however fucking many you have this week. That I've we- got like a dozen uh, in play, but I'm only going to give you my top five. All right, so Brad's going to give his top five props. I'm going to tweet mine out a little bit later on. So follow me on Twitter at the PME for those uh, once I actually hammer down. But it's a great week for me to use the optimizer on FTNDaily.com because I'm going to have to build a bunch of lineups super quickly. Fortunately, the optimizer allows me to do that. Factors in the ownership percentage too. If you hit the description of this video, you can find the link to ftndaily.com. Code Mayo gets you a discount. Plus, there's already a discount because we're one-fourth of the way through the season. You already get 25% off. So uh, if you're scrambling or you just want better tools to make better decisions, including like the cornerback and wide receiver index, the starter sit tool, all of that stuff, ftndaily.com. Code Mayo. Go check that out right now. Julio may or may not play. That's going to be like an at the inactive active list at like 1135. If Julio plays, would you play him? Uh, I have this exact dilemma in multiple leagues. And some of those leagues are being impacted, of course, by Broncos and Patriots and the COVID conundrum that we're dealing with with Titans and Bills. I don't trust Julio. I outrightly, you know, outwardly do not. I mean, look. We saw what happened the last game against the Green Bay Packers. You know, he goes out there, he tries to power through, tries to gut out the hamstring injury, and then poof, 
you know, Harry Houdini style just, you know, vanishes there at halftime and doesn't reappear in the second half. And I'm concerned that will happen again. They need to shut his ass down for two weeks, get that hamstring at least back to 90, 95% health. So we can go out there and play a full four quarters of football. I I don't think we're going to see that today. Uh, You know, I think it's a 50, 50 proposition at best that he does wind up active in this contest. You know, he's going to go out there and try to gut it out in warmups and see how his hamstring reacts. But, you know, if, if you're looking for a backup option, uh, Zacchaeus, uh, obviously there with Atlanta, he was leaned on heavily by Matt Ryan in that game against Green Bay. Uh, maybe gets a five, six, seven catch kind of output, some hollow yardage, uh, possible touchdown. It's something. I, I just worry about Julio going out, first snap, trying to explode off the line, and then that hamstring explodes behind him, and then he's done so for the season. You get a donut in your box score. So uh, I'm not w- willing to risk that if I've got a viable crutch to lean on. So I don't have a viable crutch to lean on. I can either play Julio or I can play <laughs> Rock Me, Dr. Zacchaeus. That's it. Those are my two options. Uh, well, I think this, it's as simple as if Julio goes. Play Julio? I think you roll, yeah, you roll the damn dice. And if Julio sits, which I think that's probably the lean here is of what's going to happen, though I have no inside information, then you obviously go Zacchaeus. Yeah, I, I guess that has to be the move. I just worry. I guess the one thing is, and Elliot pointed this out to me on the DraftKings show, that if Julio does play, it's not like he wasn't being used in the Monday night game when he was, like, hampered. Like, they, he had four targets in the first half. Like, everything was yep. fine. He just wasn't yep. good. But he was still – and he wasn't a decoy, put it that way. That it would seem illogical for the Falcons, who are already 0-4, to have Julio on the field who's hurt to be just to be a decoy. Like, why even risk it at that point? Well, I agree with you. I think it's kind of madness that he, yeah, he's even out there, um, you know, like you just mentioned, uh, the, due to the record and, and just due to the way this organization as a whole is trending. I mean, defensively, they're in shambles. They're down four defensive backs. Uh, you get A.J. Terrell back off the COVID list, hopefully for this week, uh, though he is not officially a go as of yet. But, yeah, look, Atlanta's going nowhere fast. I mean, they're the dregs, the keg right now in their division. They're trending towards a top five overall pick. And, yeah, risking Julio Jones and further injury, you know, maybe that hamstring tears off the bone. Sorry to sound all grisly and gnarly, but that's a possibility. You you enhance the risk of re-injury every single time you go out there with a soft tissue issue. And that's what he's dealing with. And this is something that's going to plague him the rest of the season. And I, like I said, shut him down for two weeks, get him close to full strength, and then he can come back and feel more confident on that leg and only have to play this touch-and-go little game every single week. Uh, the rest of the injuries right now, uh, Mostert and Debo against Miami in the late set of games both look like they're going to play. I like Mostert on DraftKings. I actually have him ranked at number 17 in my running back rankings. I think if he's back, he's going to play. All the Ravens that were on the injury report all week looks like they're going to play. Joe Mixon and his shin injury is expected to play as well. No Perriman, no Mims for the Jets. Jeff Smith, if you really need someone to go pick someone up, not great, but he'll be playing. Le'Veon Bell will be back for the Jets this week, though. Mike Williams and Jared Cook both got in limited practices on Saturday for the Monday night game for the Chargers and Saints. I would expect both to play. You still have to keep an eye on it. And I guess if Mike Williams doesn't play and you're relying on him, you can go pick up Guinan or whatever the hell that guy's name is, Guyton. Uh, probably not a great start, but you know it's someone who would be playing over someone who isn't playing, and that's always preferable. Uh, Michael Thomas as well should be back for that game. So let's talk about some replacements. If we're dealing yep. with you lost Patriots, you lost Broncos, uh, and you're worried about the Titans or Bills guys. Like I mentioned, in my rankings, I actually have all the Bills and all of the Titans severe 
clearly downranked. Like, for example, Josh Allen's number 15 in my quarterback rankings. He was number four in my quarterback rankings. That means I have guys that you can pick up and play, like Minshew, Herbert, Bridgewater, Cousins, Daniel Jones. I'd play all those guys over Josh Allen right now. With me presuming that it's like 50-50 at best this game goes, it's probably less than that, that I just wouldn't want to take the zero. No, I wouldn't want to take the zero either. Uh, so, yeah, let's give some uh, you know, people out there that could be sipping margaritas in the free agent pool for a lot of people, let's say in a 10- or 12-team league or maybe even a 14-teamer. Uh, I'll start a running back. I think Gus Edwards is a fascinating play. Um, he is largely available right now in season-long formats. I think he's only like 8% rostered in Yahoo leagues. And you look at that you know, presumed game script against the Cincinnati Bengals, and it should be lopsided in favor of Baltimore as the Bengals are a 13-point underdog. So, you know, we know what the role of Gus Edwards is. He is a guy that comes in and salts away the clock. He is a hammer. Gus the bus just drives over people late in games when they're tired and exhausted and, you know, chews up real estate, eats away, salts away that clock. And you look at the Bengals, you know, their vulnerabilities in the trenches, giving up 153 rush yards per game to opposing plowshares. So you figure, you know, logically, you put it all together, A, B, C, and D. Now, if it all follows that path, you could see Edwards getting a ton of run in the third and fourth quarter, maybe get you 55 yards and a touchdown. And right now, that's all you're grasping for is who can get me double-digit fantasy scoring, whether it's in my DFS lineup on the cheap or off of waivers in my season-long league. And another player that I kind of like is Isaiah Ford of the Miami Dolphins. Still largely available, coming off a 10-target game. Ryan Fitzpatrick has leaned on him heavily, and I think that's going to be, you know, par for the course once again, uh, this time against a San Francisco secondary that doesn't have any starters available at all. Like, everybody's injured. So there is a distinct possibility here, as long as Fitzpatrick doesn't implode, which is uh, unfortunately a downside for him, that Isaiah Ford could come in, maybe sneak you 55, 60 yards and a touchdown. He is overtaken Preston Williams as the number two on this team. And I'm even lumping in Mike Jacecki, who's in witness protection, is driving me goddamn crazy right now. now. He's making his comeback this week. 5K on DraftKings. Play Mike Jacecki. You won't be you won't be disappointed. Probably will be disappointed. Oh did man, you, he's, did you know he's that? burned so many bridges with me, man. Did I you don't know, know that in the past two weeks, 176 players have more receiving yards than Mike Gusecki? Oh, well, that's a fun fact that really just pours salt in my wound. Thanks, Mayo. Well, it's great. Now no one's using them. Now's the time you can go off and win me all the money. So here's yeah, some That's of, true. That's true. Here are some of my running back replacements for all the guys that are currently out if you need them. Now, Devonta Freeman and Naheem Hines are wildly owned in a lot of leagues. At the same time, they might have been dropped, whatever, uh, if they're kind of like the high end of potentially available players. You mentioned Gus Bus. I like him. Good enough. Yep. Justin Jackson against the New Orleans Saints. Yep. I mean, these are all rolls of the dice. They could be fucking terrible. But at the same time, these are the guys that I would be looking at. Um, let's see here. Where else do we have? Uh, Duke Johnson against the Jags. You know what? I'll go back to the guy I did last week, J.D. McKissick. I, things could change with Kyle Allen in, but... J.D. McKissick is still playing more snaps than Antonio Gibson. He keeps piling up like five catches every single week. He's not going to score 30 points, but he's also not going to score zero. He could like, you know, just kind of break his way to like 12 points, eight to 12 points. Like if that's the replacement and that guy is like 99% available, like that's a guy you should probably play and pick up. 
Yeah, I, I don't disagree with it. Look, man, desperate times call for desperate measures. And what we're all trying to do right now is mine gold uh, as much as we can. And it'll look more, it's more like bronze with some of the options that we're mentioning, but it's still worth something. So you can't risk the zero. You got to pick some of these guys up. You got to try to maximize a matchup and plug them in. Uh, speaking of Washington running backs, you know, I love Antonio Gibson this week Me so too. much. And I've, I've got a ton of questions about it. And people are like, well, you're not afraid of Aaron Donald. I'm like, no, just look at the data. You know, what you can do against the Rams is this. You basically run off tackle. You want to run away all your plays from Aaron Donald. You can have a tremendous amount of success because the Rams have given up 4.8 yards per carry the running back position, and they have given up a plethora, over 200 receiving yards to running backs. And, you know, I, I, I think Antonio Gibson – uh, coming off a season-high 82 receiving yards last week against Baltimore in a game that could be a negative game script, again, for Washington. I think he's going to be heavily involved early on the ground, and you're going to see him very active in the past game after halftime. I, I think this team has seen the light. Uh, I think the Christian McCaffrey comps are starting to kind of come more and more into focus, and the deployment of what Ron Rivera wants to do with Antonio Gibson. He is going to be the true featured back, I believe, in this game. And uh, there may be a player prop tied to him a little bit later on in this broadcast. Yeah, I'm going to throw some cold water on that. I want to get behind Gibson. I think at $5,000 on DraftKings, he's an excellent play this week. He is like the pay down running back. Unless you really want to risk Le'Veon Bell, which, you know, I'll probably end up doing because I'm a sucker. <laughs> oh, nobody wants to do that. No do one, that's the thing. I'm trying to find guys that no one wants. Like, if, if Le'Veon yeah. Bell is healthy, which he appears to be, and he's playing, maybe Frank Gore steals a little bit of his work. But Frank Gore sucks. That if... I can pencil in Le'Veon Bell for 22 touches against the Cardinals. Like, eventually he's going to score a touchdown. If he does that, it could be like eight catches. It's Flacco. He loves dumping down. Here's the problem with Gibson, is that I don't think you want this game to get out of control, because that's when McKissick ends up on the field. It's obvious passing down, and we just need to move the ball down the field situations. Gibson piled up all his receiving yardage last week when that game was still close early on. It wasn't a second-half type thing. It was all like a first-quarter type thing when they were using him in the passing game. So I think you want this game to be close if you want Gibson to be involved in the receiving game. Well, again, I just hope this coaching staff flips the script. I mean, Gibson came in uh, you know, largely because of his, his hybrid skill set and you know player that was designated by some fantasy sites is wide receiver only quite frankly so i i'm hoping that you're going to get more gibson regardless of script and i think you're going to see a little bit of that today i don't have any guarantees just a hunch on my part uh but eventually they just got to trot him out there you know regardless of script and have him be an agnostic back who can pile up the points, whether you're chasing 20 point deficits or you're up by 20. So maybe that happens this week, but maybe I'm terribly wrong. And you're hopefully right. You you've got a, you've got a little bit of an infatuation with JD McKissick. I think it's like the third time you and I have discussed him on this broadcast so, so far this season. Yeah, well, I'm just pissed they never put out player props for him because I would bet his over receptions every single <laughs> week, and he would and he would hit it. Like everything that people picked up Chris Thompson to do, JD McKissick is actually doing this year. I think you have a frame photo of JD McKissick by your bedside that you kissed every night before you turn the light out, don't you? I don't mean, you, Mayo? I Admit mean, it. It's okay. I, I mean, kiss if he's lucky. Put it that way. Uh, <laughs> Jason Lockenfora uh, in real time right now uh, talking about the Buffalo-Tennessee game. He said he thinks it's going to be a stretch uh, to be played on Tuesday at this point. So, again, like I said, treat it as 50-50. 50-50 as in it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. A true 50-50 situation. But, again, uh, the rankings have DV 
devalued those players. We'll continue to talk about pickups. Wide receiver is probably the easiest spot to fill in. Like if you have AJ Brown, he was banged up. You probably don't want to play him anyway. Steph Diggs, I would want to hold out hope unless I could find a better option. Just one more running back to throw to. Dearness Johnson against the Colts. It's not a great option, but again, yep. he should yep. still get like 40% run against the Colts in the Browns backfield if that if like you're just pressed at that point. I would probably still Well, the other and the other key point just to interject here, Mayo, real quick, is that Darius Leonard's out. So for the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, that guy's an absolute tackling machine, and their second-best tackler is also questionable and may not be able to go. So the Colts are more vulnerable than they have shown, uh, at least on paper, with uh, you know their primary defender out uh, entirely and maybe their second-best run defender also out of this game. So Dearness Johnson does get a little bit more interesting in light of that news. So one thing that you can do is kind of kick the can down the road and use Sunday night players or Monday night players, pick them up to just wait and see what happens with the Titans-Bills game. If you're really pressed to be playing Steph Diggs or anything like that, like David Moore in the Sunday night game is wildly unowned. You could potentially go pick him up. I mentioned Guyton in the Monday night game. If Mike Williams does go, Mike Williams is another one. If he does play, you could potentially go pick up in that game. I, I wouldn't like, if you, if you're waiting for Jonu and like Greg Olson is available, just fucking find someone else like that, that that's a really easy solution to this problem. And there's really no running backs. You can feel good about going to pick up at receiver. I think there are a bunch of options that you can kind of go to. Like I said, Diggs is the only one you'd probably want to wait for, but if you don't, I understand that like Renfro is still in play Ruggs is still in play it looks like he's going to be back today uh, those are two guys that are pretty available as uh, Zacchaeus as we talked about earlier if there's no Julio I have him as a top 40 option uh, if he can't go uh, Golden Tate is still wildly available because he was dropped on mass Kendrick Bourne against the Dolphins just with how banged up that San Francisco San Francisco receiving core is right now Ayuk is another one in that game that you could potentially go to Chase Claypool against the Eagles uh, C.J. Borden, Damian Ratley against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Like there are options at receiver if you really. Jeff Smith against the Jets is another one too. Yep. That's a good call. Yeah, I think Jeff Smith's a really good call because you know what Arizona's going to do. They're going to push pedal to the metal. They're going to play at a very breakneck pace, probably 70 to 75 snaps in total compared to the Galapagos tortoises of the Jets. They're going to try to minimize the pace because that's how Adam Gase loves to roll. Uh, but, yeah, I think Jeff Smith, he – flashed uh, last week kind of out of nowhere. I was really impressed with him and yeah, you can maybe pick him up, plug him in. And, and like you said, all you're trying to muster is like 50, 60 yards, five, six, seven points in a standard league. If you can get, you know, double that in a PPR, I think you're cooking with gas and, you know, look, we're all going to hold each other's hand. We're going to try to get through this. It's wild. It's wooly. It's wacky. These are the times that we're living in. Uh, tight end wise, the guys that I do have ranked right now that you could potentially go pick up over Johnny Smith if you didn't want to play him. Uh, the statistical darling of the year who sucks, Logan Logan Thomas. Um, that's no fun. Mo Alley Cox. Uh, Hayden Hurst is someone you can go get. I'm really waiting to see what happens with Jordan Aikens. Uh, he had practiced. Yeah, me he, had, too. he had passed concussion protocol, but he's still kind of iffy for this game against Jacksonville. If he doesn't go, you can play Darren Fells. Uh, it's not you know safe, but I do think that there's substantial upside against Jacksonville. Yeah, and obviously in shallow leagues, Eric Ebron is uh, one of the sexiest picks imaginable. Yeah, and he, I may he, also have you know what? We, a prop on him. I, I talk about this all <laughs> the time uh, as it pertains to like DraftKings. When you have like the cheap pay down receiver that everyone's on, it's like in golf. You have the six thousand yep. dollar golfer and everyone's on it. Oh, this is his week. Well, there's a reason he's a six thousand dollar golfer, because he's probably not very consistent or very good that if everyone gloms on to this one guy, just don't use him. And that's how I feel about Eric Ebron this week. Everyone is on Eric Ebron. And you have this turns out zero points. 
It does. Yeah, I mean, it's all or nothing for him. Does he find the end zone? Now, I mean, his odds are substantial. I mean, you saw what happened with Philadelphia uh, and what George Kittle was able to do, you know, smashing records and putting up like 40 fantasy points in a PPR. Uh, you know, Ebron's not going to see that kind of target share. You know, I think maximization, you're looking at like 55 and one. Now, if you wanted to pivot off of them, you know, a player that's got a sexy matchup that's also cheap, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, the Dallas I, Cowboys. I, oh, man, I have Dalton Schultz inside the top 10. Like, play Dalton Schultz over all of these guys. Like, he's good. Yeah, and his ownership level at DraftKings is going to be probably half that of Eric Ebron. So that's the pivot in my mind, or even in Evan Ingram, though, you got to pay up a little bit more in that game. You want to have somebody tied to some of these shootout affairs that are going to occur. And I'm going to be honest with you, Mayo. I'm probably more excited for a showdown slate uh, than I'll ever be this season for tonight's Minnesota and Seattle game, because I think it's going to be nothing but points across the board. It's going to be so much fun. If you are stacking that game, I, I like the Minnesota side of that game in terms just because it's such a concentrated offense that if you'd want to fade Dalvin Cook and just go pure passing, you yes. know everything is running yes. through Cousins, Thielen, and Jefferson. You know that. Yep. So, yep. That's at least a safe No, I'm with you. Well, that yeah, I'm 100% in agreement with you. I think fading Dalvin Cook is the savvy move here. You know, people are going to you know, pay up for him because he's a workhorse running back, because he's freaking Dalvin Cook. But what Seattle has done tremendously well is contain the run. I mean, they're giving up less than three yards per carry to the running back position. Now, Cook could be more involved in the check down pass game. We know that he has that kind of skill set, but he's also going to be surrendering some touches to Alexander Madison here or there. So that, you know, mitigates his overall upside. So there's a bit of a cap there, a bit of a ceiling for him, but you're right. Kirk Cousins, you know, I've seen some of the props. The props have been all over the damn place on Kirk Cousins this week. Uh, I saw one open at 251 and a half pass yards. I jumped all over the over on that. And I think at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, it's like in the mid 270s, like 275, five. And I think that's too low. So, you know, I think Justin Jefferson's going to go off. I think Adam Thielen's going to go off. You know, maybe you get a Nerf Smith siding uh, this week. Maybe you get a little Kyle Rudolph inside the red zone. They're one of those cheap, you know, pay downs on the showdown slate to have you afford the Russell Wilsons, the DK Metcalfs, the Tyler Lockett's of the world. But that game, again, it's just going to be crooked numbers on the scoreboard. That operator is going to be sweating from the overtime that he or she is going to be cranking out. Yeah, you just run the huge risk of Dalvin Cook scoring five touchdowns and you lose. But you're probably going to lose anyway, so you might as well make a stance and actually go <laughs> for it. I actually did play. I just played one prop. I played Jeff Smith. 33 to 1 first touchdown in the Jets Cardinals game and anytime touchdown 6 to 1 for Jeff Smith. Yeah, and I think DraftKings has got a promotion right now uh, at the DK Sportsbook at least here in Colorado that if you wager on like a Jeff Smith first touchdown, uh, you will get your money back if that doesn't hit on any touchdown for Jeff Smith. So at least you don't lose it if he scores a touchdown other than the first one in the game, but you know, I like it. You've been you've been nailing some of these Long shot first touchdowns. Uh, this I don't usually play those bets unless well, it's clearly obvious. Well, see, because uh, I, I think I'm. I, I like to play it in terms of I almost do it like golf betting. Like this week, I, I had what like four four guys under a hundred to one. So I had Morikawa, I had Wolf, I had Zalateros, and some other loser who missed the cut. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but two of the guys are now in contention. Like you're just trying to get that's how I kind of do it with uh first touchdown scores too like if someone's above 30 to 1 and I know that they're playing all the snaps they're potentially a deep threat that you know will they score a touchdown more than one in 33 times yeah probably so you know just kind of roll the dice on that like um 
what the hell is his name? Demarcus Robinson for the Chiefs is the ultimate first touchdown guy, just because he's always uh, super yeah. long odds. Because like, and you can just take these like peripheral pieces of the game, like uh, like wonky tight ends are another one that you can kind of go with as well. So uh, that's kind of the way that I play it. Defenses. Let's talk about those very quickly. If you're using the Patriots defense or the Bills defense uh, this week, and you want to get off of them, I like the Cardinals at the Jets, obviously. Um, I like the Browns against the Colts too. Like I do too. You had mentioned the defensive problems that uh, the Colts have in terms of injuries. Their offensive line is kind of banged up too. And the Browns be bringing the pressure. Yeah, they absolutely do. I mean, Miles Garrett, you could argue is the best and most feared pass rusher in this league right now. And they've, they've got some big dudes there in the middle too, that really contain and clog the run. So, you know, if you could stop the run against this Indianapolis Colts team, they become very one dimensional in a hurry. Uh, you know, because Phillip Rivers is just, you know, weak arm, noodle arming, little shot puts all over the place. So, yeah, the Browns are sexy. Uh, they're fascinating. Now, I had the dilemma. I had New England in a couple of leagues, and the cupboard was relatively bare on waivers. Like, I'm at a 14-teamer. I just picked up Houston because Minshew does make mistakes. Uh, we know that pocket can collapse very easily. He is, you know, falling under pressure and crumbled under that pressure repeatedly this season. So, maybe J.J. Watt and company can get after it. Uh, in that game and maybe force a couple of turnovers. And, you know, I got to give credit credit is due. I thought this Houston secondary is going to be one of the worst in the NFL. And they have greatly exceeded my very low level expectations. Uh, Bradley Roby has been outstanding in coverage as a whole. So, yeah, I think those are some fair options there. I know Kansas City is still available in some shallow leagues against Vegas. I would certainly entertain their services. Uh, outside of that, man, it's it's rough. You know, there are some people out there be like, well, look, all I got is like Minnesota. Uh, available to me. And you know what I would do? I would just take the zero and not risk any negative points in that circumstance. Yeah, see, I, I'm not really ever concerned about that because Russell Wilson does take you know, plenty of sacks. That's not usually that big of a problem. <laughs> I've, been, I've been on the wrong side of that too many times in my fantasy football play career, Mayor. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they'll get a couple of sacks. Oh, yeah, there'll be some, like, random-ass turnover. It's going to happen. I just need, like, a couple of points, and it's, like, minus three. They get blown out of the building. And that's my fear with some of these defenses that are widely available right now. Yeah, I could go Texans D or Jags D in that matchup. In fact, I mean, for the price point, the Texans D are better than they're more widely available. And it's not like the offensive line for Houston's holding up whatsoever. So if you're just looking yeah, for like true. a baseline of sacks, yeah. the Saints on Monday night against Herbert, uh, primetime spot against a rookie, they should have most of their defense back, which is pretty nice. And if somehow Chase Young is active for this Rams game, I don't mind Washington. No, I don't either. I Look, they can really collapse the pocket. They can get after it. This game feels like a trap to go uh, Admiral Akbar. There he is. I got it right here. It's a trap. Uh, and that certainly could be the case here for the L.A. Rams. I think Washington's going to be highly competitive in this game. And Lord knows we need it because I need my Antonio Gibson props to all hit. Yeah, that would be nice. The, the spread in that game has gone way down. It opened at like nine and a half. I believe it's at seven now. Yeah, it's seven flat at DK. Yeah, so people, people liking them uh, some footballs this week. They are. Uh, should we go through the fade five props right now? Yeah. So I think you, we should. you give us you give us the props, and then we'll start doing question questions and answers. So I'll we'll do a call for the questions and answers. If you're watching out there right now, so after we do the props, that's when we're going to do that. I'm not going to answer any questions until I do make the call for them. So keep that in mind. All right, Brad. Let's do right. the props. All right, let's do it. So here is my fade five week five props on the whiteboard. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Over five and a half receptions. I locked it in yesterday at DK Sportsbook at plus 123. The reason why I like that so much, uh, using the FTN Daily, 
advanced DVP tool for wide receivers, uh, it is a top five matchup for a slot guy as the Baltimore Ravens have allowed the fourth most slot receptions and yards so far this season. So I like Tyler Boyd tremendously. And again, again, a game that could have a negative game script. James Robinson, 20.5 receiving yards. You heard yesterday at coaching staff, we got to get him more involved the second half. Well, he didn't miss a single snap last week. And he's been crushing the over on all of his receiving yards props. Uh, and I think he's going to do it again today against Houston. A couple of guys have gone over this number against his defense through the air out of the backfield this season. I think Robinson will be the third. Uh, Antonio Gibson, we've been talking him up. 18 and a half receiving yards. Big fan of that one uh, for the obvious reasons we mentioned before. Six players, six rushers have gone over this number through the air against the Rammies this season. You want to operate in the flat, design screens, swing passes, uh, quick hitters away from Aaron Donald. And hopefully uh, Rod Rivera and company are going to do exactly that today and feature the rookie out of Memphis. Miles Sanders under 83 and a half total yards against the best Run defense, in my estimation, in the NFL, they're number one in adjusted uh, line yards allowed, the fewest in that category using the trench tool at FTN Daily. Uh, they've also allowed just 2.3 yards per carry. Sanders has been terrible uh, because the offensive line, it stinks. Uh, they do not have enough bodies on that line to stand up. Watt and company of the opposition there in the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think Sanders is going to be under the 83 and a half total yards. And this is a week, you jackals. For DJ Moore, 67 and a half receiving yards. Again, you're down four defensive starters in that backfield for the Atlanta Falcons. are giving up uh, north of eight yards per attempt through the air. DJ Moore is averaging 72 yards per game, so above this number, I think it's 100 yards and a touchdown for him. I think it's 100 yards and a touchdown for Robbie Anderson. I know it's a popular stack with Teddy Bridgewater and those guys, but it's understandable why that is. And then I threw in Eric Ebron. I know it's chalky, but it's plus 225 for him to score a touchdown today and you know i like those odds knowing that philadelphia couldn't uh you know contain anybody at the tight end position at least the first four weeks of the season they have been extremely vulnerable in that area of the field so there you go those are my fade five feeling good about them which means uh, i'm probably gonna win one for six on all those yeah so the the only one i have played so far i played it live during the show i bet the first touchdown anytime touchdown for jeff smith 33 and six to one i also bet the over three and a half receptions that's plus 120 right now so yeah, i'll take the plus money on that if the jets have to play catch up this entire game i also like the over in the houston and jacksonville game uh just Ooh. The, the over has gone mm. the, the over has hit in every texans game so far it's not like the jags defense is any good so those are two plays that i like i'll be releasing my props at the pme on Twitter uh, once the show is over and I actually go kind of uh, dig into it just a little bit and see what the people have to say about it. But I might just uh, maybe make it a casual week. Once again, out there, if you're looking to shop for the best line possible, go to ftnbets.com, use the free prop shop, find all the props you want to find and figure out where they are giving you the best odds and the best numbers possible. Highly suggest you go do that. Also, if you're filling out DraftKings lineups or trying to set your season-long lineup, ftndaily.com, use code Mayo. There's already a promotion on to get 25% off, so I highly suggest you go check out all of the tools up there right now. If you missed anything on this show right now with Brad and I, you can find it up on the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast feed in about eight minutes or just rewind the show as we go over everything. Brad, you are live at, what, noon Eastern time? Noon Eastern time, and I will go as long as people have questions. It's subscriber only at ftnfantasy.com. And, yeah, like Mayo said at the top of this broadcast, uh, we reduced our prices 25% because we're the quarter poll of the regular season. And if you use the Mayo promo code, 
uh, you get additional, I was it, 10% off or something like that. So uh, there is no reason why you shouldn't be signing up. I mean, we have the best damn tools in the industry. We're constantly adding more. I know Jeff Ratcliffe just added a brand new player props tool. They can search everything. I mean, you got to go to FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, FTNBets.com right now. And if you want to get exclusive access to me and ask me your questions for today's slate, whether it's a season long, whether it's DFS, whether it's your player prop picks, I can do so. But it's subscriber only at FTNFantasy.com. All right. Once again, I will say goodbye, although they can't see me waving, to the audio listeners. Enjoy your Sunday. Good luck. Hopefully you got all the information you need. And we'll say goodbye to Brad Evans. Thanks for being on the line, dude. Appreciate it, amigo. I hope you nailed that Smith prop. Uh, you need to get some more action, by the way. I mean, you're in lockdown for crying out loud. It's inexcusable. You only have a couple of wagers out there. Hey, man, I got some good golf sweats going on today. Some big, big money payouts oh, if they can okay. come through. So that okay. would be very All nice. Right. That's fair. That's fair. I have. I don't. You were spouting off golf stuff. You were talking in a foreign language to me. I had no idea. I thought Craig Stadler was still swinging. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So goodbye to the audio <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Experience! Experience!